0: Once again, welcome to Dead Bad,
1: the trigger-happy chatterbox,
0: and the world's greatest detective. No,
1: it's been a little bit, guys. Hopefully you loved both episode one and two, both on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, We've been uh, rather busy with a couple things. We have uh, Pensacon here in Pensacola, Florida, that we're getting ready for. It will be February the 23rd through the 25th, and uh, we'll be there all three days.
0: We will be there all three days.
1: So, um... If you're in the Pensacola area and, you know, we do have some friends there, hey, come out and see us.
0: Even if you're not in the Pensacola area, come out and see us.
1: Oh, yes. Um, we do have a Facebook as well. It'd be uh, facebook.com uh, slash deadbat with two X's after. Yep. Um, I have a lot to really get into. I know that. I know we had a lot of things we were talking about. Me and uh, me and Kyle were talking about a, a slew of fucking just uh, topics for this episode. Um. Yeah, man, holy shit! But um, what's that movie that's coming out May 2018 in the MCU again?
0: Oh man, I don't know. I thought it, I think it's a pretty big one, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's supposed to be like the Alpha Omega, the end, and the you know it's supposed to be the beginning and the end, you know.
0: Really? Oh man, I you know what? I I can't. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Damn. Oh, okay. Hold on.
1: Never mind. I got it. It's Infinity War. There you go. Yes. So in honor of Infinity War, we're going to be playing and we're going to be talking about all the movies leading up to the Infinity War movie that's coming out in May.
0: Just to give you, um, you know, just a basic rundown of what happens in these movies if you haven't seen them for whatever reason. And if you haven't, for the love of God, please. Um, And we're going to, you know, we're going to give you our impressions on it, what we thought about it. And we're just going to run through the whole MCU like that.
1: Oh yes, there's a there's a couple movies we're gonna get into. There's a couple asterisk as far as like information you probably have not noticed from any of these movies. Like I'm I'm pretty sure we have two actors in the MCU that no longer are in the MCU that we're gonna be covering both Terrence Howard and Edward Norton, mm. and we're gonna be talking about why they never made it. So if you didn't know, now you know, and you'll know from Dead Bad most of all.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a ride.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, the first movie on our list is pretty much the movie that started it all. Actually, let's let's get right into the first one. We'll bring the big guns out. Uh, Iron Man One. Let's
0: talk about it. Iron Man One. That one dropped uh, two thousand eight. Yeah. So I actually Iron Man One was kind of my gateway, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. into the end uh, the superhero genre. Like when I was growing up as a kid, for me it was all about you know um, it was about Batman and Spider Man. Yeah, but Iron Man was really my wake up call to be like, "Hey, there are more heroes out here than just these two. Yeah, um, and I actually remember going and seeing Iron Man one with my dad, um, and that was that was a really great experience because he was like this big tech guy, and uh, I don't think he was into superheroes as much he was as much as he was into Transformers. Yeah, so this was kind of like you know the the bridging the gap for him, and uh, that was that was. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I didn't know who Tony Stark was going into it. I knew exactly who he was when I came out of it.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I I was always kind of like because ever since you had a uh, Civil War come out, I was like, oh my god, like Tony Stark's a dick. And then we found out that um, he was part of the set Illuminati and that he sent you know Bruce Banner to space and everything. and, and from there on, I was like. Well, we're going to get his own self-titled movie. And I would never really have known Iron Man prior to this. Like, I knew of the intentions that he could potentially do. But I didn't know of his origin story and what he came to be. And I think this is one of the benefits that you have going into the MCU. If you've never read a comic, it's okay because the movie somewhat gives a good 50 to 60% of the source material to you followed by things that, you know, you can't really put devil horned Eagle wings, like what that captain America movie was. You kind of have to modernize it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a great movie for me personally. I, you know, I like all the tech stuff and, and, you know, Tony's, Tony's personality in those movies is just, like, it's gravitational. Yeah. You know? Everybody loves the asshole. (laughs) Everybody loves, you know, the, the snarky genius character. Yeah. So it was, um... Man, that movie. Like, I remember sitting in theaters after it had ended and you had Iron Man by Black Sabbath playing at the end, and I was like, oh, shit. You knew it was real, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And then I heard Iron Man 2 was coming out, and I was like, I, I got to see it. Yeah. Um, but I think before Iron Man 2, it was... Uh, the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk.
1: Yes. Um, so this came out in 2008, same time as Iron Man 1, and they were, they were trying to build something with this. And quite frankly, I know it was unprecedented that they were trying to do it, but they were trying to build what we now know as the conglomerate MCU. And we didn't know it at the time. I mean, granted, I mean, if you sat down and watched the post credit scene, Iron Man 1, which, dude, I didn't, um, you would have known something was going on behind the scenes, and they were forming something. So, The Incredible Hulk is another way of continue, continuing that. And uh, who they had for, you know, Bruce Banner was uh, Edward Norton. Who they had for uh, Betty was Liv Tyler. They had a few others. They had Ross, who came back in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. They brought him back because he. I think he was really good to be that real asshole authority military guy. They were like, "Yo, we got to bring you back." There's no. There's no other guy we can think of. We got to bring you back. Yeah. So um, it, this movie basically just ties off pretty much like the Hulk movies in the comics and the series were. However, this is my favorite adaptation of Hulk, the way he looked, the way he was menacing, the uh the the action scenes. There was a, There was a scene where he first showed up and like he was hiding. All you saw was this black just just figure just moving around in the background and just throwing shit. Like he unquote the uh the Blonsky came out and said he he threw a he threw a take like it was a softball. And I'm just like <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, my nigga Blonsky." So uh yeah, and then the Abomination was the main villain, which was very cool. We've never seen him in a movie prior to this. And uh and then the post-credit scene where Ross gets uh You know, pretty much encountered by a, you know, confronted by Stark about a team and building something. And at that point, I think if you didn't know something was going, you definitely knew, I think, out of Iron Man 2, which we could just roll right into.
0: Yeah. um, The Incredible Hulk is actually one of the movies that I I wound up, um, unfortunately. But uh, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, I feel, was a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. We got Black Widow in it, okay. Um, we got that introduction. Justin Hammer as a villain, and uh, and Whiplash was, uh, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, it, I feel you.
0: It is what it was, but but I do like the way they were going with it. How you know Hammer was trying to revolutionize the military by introducing the Iron Man like technology. Um. And I I don't I don't know how Whiplash gets his his uh gear in the comics. Um, I don't know if it if it sides up with Iron Man two, where he winds up stealing the Arc Reactor and stuff like that from Stark.
1: From what I remember you never really see his face. It's just more of just this this robotic, like, Iron Man kind of face going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just it's literally two just electronic whips, it's these these just just pulsing whips. What what well, you saw it on the movie. So the movie was kind of on point, except for the face, yeah. which I think that was a Mickey Rourke decision, and that's why he's no longer with us.
0: See, I, I but I did enjoy the um the the plot point where the arc reactor was killing Stark, and that was making him more and more reckless as time went on. Mm-hmm. I think it gave us some. Uh, some more stark fun moments, like when he's at the party <laughs> and he, he hits the, uh, the watermelon with the unabeam. Yeah. That was hilarious. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's the whole Tony roadie fight, which was holy shit. Yo,
1: that fight was something.
0: Yeah. Um, so that one was, that one was pretty good. And then from there, I think we, uh, I think we went into what, what was it? Was it cap?
1: Yeah, it was, it was captain America, the the first Avenger actually. Um, <clears throat> I was particularly picky with this one because quite frankly, this was one of those movies where you could have had this go either way. This movie could have gone really bad. This movie could have gone really good. I remember, and this is something I don't think you know, Kyle, when I heard Chris Evans being cast as Captain America, I said, no way. Really? Like I, in, a, in a bad way or in a good way? I said in a bad way. Cause I just, I did not see him as Cap. I had other people in my mind as Cap. I just You, you just, had
0: Human Torch. Your mind.
1: Yeah. And that was the thing. Like he came from not another teen movie and he came from like, you know, Human Torch from, you know, Fantastic Four. I didn't see him as that. Yeah. So when when people particularly went ahead and told me, you know, um, oh, yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be, uh, you know, Captain America. I'm just like, no, I don't see it. And, and you know what? I'm really happy he did because he proved me wrong.
0: I think it's I think that's a lot of like the reception that Ben Affleck got for Batman. Yeah. You know, it was very he was casted and everyone went, No, fuck that. There's no way they can embody this character. And then they did it, and that made everybody take a step back and go, Oh well shit, we were wrong. Um Captain America the First Avenger, I I was slightly familiar with Cap. Before mm-hmm. I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew his character. I, I kind of knew what he was. Um, obviously, going into it enlightened me a lot as, as to who Cap is. And um, I like how they modernized it. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're making a live action film, a lot of times what works in comics is not going to work on camera.
1: Yeah, kind of like the devil horn eagle wings we were talking about earlier. I, that ain't going to fly.
0: Right, right. Like you know, if you wanna put a cap in like a skin tight spandex suit, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's just not. Um mostly because you know, wow, fucking car alarm. Um <laughs> But yeah, mostly because it's just, you know, the suit is not gonna pop. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's why they have these 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 big budget companies go in and build suits just for the movie. yeah. Um, the, the one thing that really stood out to me, I really liked the um, the World War II suit that he had. That one was really good. Yeah you know, was, man. you know it's, it's not what we were used to, but it was tactical. You mm-hmm. know, everything on it looked like it had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like somehow they even made the helmet make sense. Yeah, which was good.
1: Um, the villain. Hugo Weaving as Red Skull, that was perfect casting. That was pretty brilliant. Whoever did that must have either A, knew exactly what the hell they were doing, or just the puff puff chiba chiba was just like on point. Because, dude, that was like, when I saw him as, when I I pictured, you know, when someone said, yo, he's going to be Red Skull, and I looked at the two faces side by side, and I knew what kind of villain he was. He came out of Agent Smith, The Matrix. I knew it. I was like, yo, this guy's gonna nail it Let me see him in the skull Mask, though, the latex, let me see him Yeah, and when we went to go see The movie, I was just like When you saw it, finally, when he started peeling off his skin And you finally saw the red skull I was done, I was like, that's that's Red skull, no one else is gonna recast him
0: Yeah, I You know what, and I think the um, The chemistry Between Cap and his team was really well done Oh yeah Yeah so like you know, these movies are great because even though, you know, you might not be a comic fan and you might just be a regular moviegoer, you can you can get behind these heroes, and, I think you know the scriptwriters and directors are very aware that there are people that may not read these comics, so they have to let people know these things.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll try to think of another couple, cue points here from the first adventure. I love the Howling Commandos. Yes, that was that was amazing. Um, I think the one that stood out the most, that had the most character, the one that I wanted to hopefully see them alter and bring in at some point was Dum Dum Dugan with the double barrel shotgun coming in there. <laughs> yo, he yo he didn't give a fuck. That man wore a forties cap with a huge monopoly mustache going on, just shooting just shooting Hydra soldiers. I was like, yes, yo Jimmy. For Dum Dum Dugan, let's go.
0: Yeah, our, Jim, our, Jimmy would do fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, our good friend uh, Jimmy, who does Lobo from DC and Captain Boomerang, and even the Punisher, he does that as well. We were just like, "Yo, Dum Dum Dugan."
0: You can find him on uh, Instagram as Speed and Roll Cosplay. Just uh, not not and Speed and Roll Cosplay. All, yeah, all all together.
1: Oh yeah, that's a little endorsement from us, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, there you go, buddy.
1: Um, but, uh, those are the three real movies. I think, honestly, we just, uh, we, we were talking about, I think we had some good in depth about, and those just really spiked into what we, we know was the MCU and we had good character development as a result of these three movies. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was really, that was really something I know we're going to move into the next thing, segueing into the next thing, which is the best villains of both the DCEU and the MCU.
0: So I think we're pretty decided on who it is in the DCEU. Uh, which is General Zod. He's the
1: only dude I can think
0: of because, you know, for me, I think um man, I don't even know who would come in a close second to be honest. Um there's there's I don't think there's not a lot of memorable villains that they've they've done.
1: They've made just Zod just stick out um, more than anybody else.
0: Yeah, like okay. Uh, Will Smith's deadshot was okay. It was, you know, it was good. Um, was it great? Not really. But you know, I, I guess um, if I had to pick a close second, it might be Enchantress.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Um, but but General Zod just stood out so much, mostly because he you know he was the villain that in the movie that kicked everything off. Um, and I think it was twenty thirteen when Man of Steel came out. Yeah. Um, you know the way we. We got to see Kryptonian Society. That was really cool. I don't think anybody's ever done that. Yeah. You know, they've always picked up a Superman movie from where he hits Earth, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so to see General Zod like start this insurrection to try to save his planet, and he's doing it through force, um, was interesting to see. Mm. And... What really makes me, you know, what makes him pop as a villain for me Mm -hmm. is the fact that every good villain thinks they're doing something for the right reason. Yeah. So they think they're doing good, but they're going about it wrong. So that moment where he's, you know, he's in the, he's in the, on the ground and he, he puts his fingers through the dust and he says, I could have built a new Krypton in this squalor, but you took that from me. Yeah. I was like, holy shit.
1: I know, man. He was just—he was there on point in terms of just the person they casted to the person they—they they were trying to build on screen. I just was like, you know. And then we look back at all the other villains that were there, and I'm just like, nothing really jumps until they make, and and Kyle knows this because I'm jumping so hard on this. Uh, un, under the red hood live action movie, I don't think there's a close second. Mm. Honestly, you know, um, I would I would easily say if you guys are not really into the Jared Leto version, which I can't blame you for the Joker. I would definitely say Willem Dafoe. Right. Because he just, he sticks out to me like he doesn't have anything going right now. Um, he's not doing any, Green Goblin stuff for Spider-Man. So dude, give him a call. Cause I know him and Ben would, they would just mesh perfectly.
0: Then you have to look at what Harley would look like, though. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, you can. It doesn't have to be like Margaret Robbie. It doesn't have to be like that. I'm pretty yeah. sure you can get somebody as the a tad, a tad older, to keep it to where the continuity kind of makes sense. Yeah. That that always that makes you know. I I understand that's gonna have to stick, but when you think of someone who can really get the best out of Ben. Because a lot of people did, do give him criticism. They're like, well, he's never been given that much of a challenge. Look at all the movies he's brought. He's always had Matt Damon on his side. Get somebody who was outside of him. And if you really... I mean, I have no problem with the guy. I think he's a really good actor. But if you wanted to bring the best out of him, oh, Willem Defoe would definitely do that. He did that with Tobey Maguire.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? I will defend Leto's Joker to a point where... We haven't got a scene with him and Ben's Batman in the same in the same shot. That hasn't happened yet. If you think about the previous incarnations of Joker, they've always had screen time with Batman. Yeah. So we haven't seen the chemistry between the two yet. Um, and honestly, I like to think that Joker has that grill now because Batman knocked all his teeth out. Mm-hmm. I think that's you know a pretty a pretty solid stipulation, and I think that's what they were going for in the character design, which yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, best best DCEU villain, uh, we, we're probably going to give it to Zod.
1: Now, best MCU villain, that's tough because there's 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 a couple that I like. Um, on the Marvel side of things, I'm going to say Thanos foreshadowing what I know he probably will do just because if a man sits on a chair and is orchestrating all of the things going on, who do you think really is the best villain? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to really do anything. He sits on a fucking chair telling you know, Ronin, hey, this is what you got to do. You know, um, if I had to think someone outside of that, though.
0: I I think we're going to go with somebody outside of Thanos. Yeah, because we, we all know that Thanos is a badass.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Out of all the movies that we've come across, I'm going to give it to two characters, Red Skull and then Vulture. Mm. Because I do love Hugo weaving as Red Skull, and I want to see him come back. He said that because of the Russo brothers, he would come back, which is very exciting. Because I'd love to see him like in the present day, and he's he's looking at Captain America like, "You thought you got rid of me, bitch? No, I'm in present day, and I'm gonna fuck your entire day up." Yeah, you know. Um, and then Vulture, because well, you and I had this conversation. How do you make Vulture realistic? Michael Keaton yeah you do you do what they did yeah
0: Um. yeah you get Batman yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know what I'm saying uh, the ones I would have to give it to probably uh, I'm gonna go Ironmonger Ironmonger and Vulture mm. your face got really sad there for a second
1: yeah cause I wasn't a big fan of Obadiah
0: well here's the, here's the but thing. go ahead go ahead I, I enjoyed the dialogue him and Tony had mm. Um, and I, I think he was a great villain because he had this this Moment where you really saw him shift mm-hmm. um, when he realized Tony wasn't going to give him the arc reactor. Yeah, and he literally took my man's heart, like just plucked it out. Yeah, that was the moment where I was like, "Holy shit, this guy is not playing around." Yeah. Um, and then the moment where you know he's he's trying to explain to Tony, we make weapons. We're ironmongers. That's what we do. You know, we're not we're not necessarily responsible for the deaths we cause because of the weapons we create. Yeah. And then, you know, Tony comes out from the hero standpoint saying, yeah, we are. Um, so that conflict was really interesting to see. Um, and then that moment when they're on the roof, and, you know, he says, how ironic, Tony. You tried to rid the world of weapons, but you gave it its best one ever. I was like, oh, shit. Mm. So, so I really liked Stain. Um, maybe I'm just biased because it's like my first MCU movie I ever yeah. watched. It um, was definitely one from Mentor to... Um, enemy yeah i liked that transition period um and i just like how he he saw tony's suit yeah and you know he went all american with it and was like no 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 bigger is better Mm. um and then my second is vulture yeah is vulture because i I went in there i went in that movie and was like how are you how do you make a man in a green leotard with like feathers for wings and 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 a fucking roughly ass neck, like he's going into Antarctica. Scary. Thank
1: thank God they didn't do the Spider Man Four version. Otherwise, oh oh yeah, oh yeah. Otherwise, it would have it would have been a tragedy. It really would have. Thank God they made it mechanical. Thank God they put it to the point where, all right, we can kind of see a guy do this.
0: Yeah, I I do like how they did that. Like it was you know, um, it was kind of like what what they did with Batman and Batman Begins. Yeah, where. All of his suit stuff was, like, Mm ex-military. Like, you know, like, uh, prototype shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it it looked like it was designed for, like, literally fly-by-night missions. Yeah. um, And deliveries and stuff like that. So, like, the claws were, um, you know, they were were made for picking up large containers. Um, And the wings were crazy. Uh, I enjoyed how his entire suit was built off... The invasion. Mm-hmm. It was built off of alien technology, and that's why it functions as well as it does. Yeah. Um, I also didn't think he was gonna be as fast as he was, like when they were fighting on the on the seven forty seven. Yeah. And um, you know, you you saw him keeping up with Peter. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Because that really made him a threat. You know, I was like, I've always been. You know, how are you gonna have vultures stand up to 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 uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, how is that even a thing? I feel like Vulture uh, is comparably way slower than Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes him an easy enemy. You know, Vulture's like one of those characters you throw out when you have no ideas. Yeah, exactly. So, to see him utilized in Spider-Man Homecoming the way he was blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think part of it also had to do with that like aerospace helmet that he had, and the green eyes. That it just it looked menacing as shit.
1: It did. Oh my god, that just. It was just so awesome to see that, and, and to see that the, there are some characters that are actually on par, and, and sometimes in, in some cases faster than Spider Man. Which I mean, it was possible in the comics. I mean, you'd have to think of a couple characters who did have some crazy ass shit go on, and, and and some villains were put to the to that to that limit as well, uh, but Spider Man also showed that he was is just as fast, if not anything faster. Like um, I remember, I told you about the Red Hulk and how he was one of the few that beat the Red Hulk off his raw agility, mm-hmm. and it was just crazy. Like Red Hulk he could not keep up with him whatsoever. All you saw was this red and blue blur just whipping ass, and I'm just like, yo, like P is no game. As if you give him the chance, you know, if he's if he's in that mode, which I I feel like we're gonna see that in the Spider Man game because he's a more experienced Spider-Man now, then you get an assault mode like Spider-Man, not killing, but just straight-up Blitzkrieg assault, where he's just going off. And I feel like you're going to see that in a lot of games... And a, a lot of the agility aspects of him. And I want to see that because that's one of the things that is underappreciated out of Spider-Man. Everyone thinks, oh, he's just going to save the day. He's part of the Avengers. No, there's much more to it
0: than that. Yeah, I'm very excited for that Insomniac game. Oh, yeah. Um, it kind of looks like Rocksteady style, like if Rocksteady were to do it. Um, and the fact that you have Insomniac backing it, it's like, dude, it's, it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, up to this point, I feel like Spider-Man games have been kind of neglected. I mean we have a lot of them. Yeah. But they're all movie games. You know, we, we haven't gotten our like Arkham Asylum for Spider-Man yet, unless Web of Shadows. But. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you. I was about to go ahead and say Web of Shadows, which uh what was it? Me and my girlfriend were talking about that what if that was a live action movie.
0: Bro. What was it? There was Web of Shadows and I think Shattered Dimensions.
1: Yes. Um the I edge never of the, I never really played any of those. Uh, Web of yeah. Shadows, Shattered Dimensions and The Edge of Time. I mm-hmm. uh, played all three of those. The best one, in my opinion, was Shattered Dimensions, and I'm going to be really biased because, well, Deadpool is in there. <laughs> I'm going to be very biased. There's a scene where, um, you know, Deadpool, it's like Ultimate Deadpool, and he comes out and he has like a, a reality television show, and he invites Spider-Man to the uh, to the show and everything. And while Deadpool's going in, it's funny because well, Spider-Man's coming in, Deadpool's like in the scene, there's like a huge crowd and uh, in Shattered Dimensions, there are little pieces of time that Spider-Man has to grab. He has to, uh, he has to obtain all these pieces in order to maintain balance within the dimensions that are going on. Like you get the, the Norse Spider-Man. You get the... Uh, you get... Um, 29. Yeah, you get Miguel. You get all these different pieces of Spider-Man. And he's trying to make sure all of them stay in one piece. And don't just lose any form of their own dimension. And Deadpool has one of them. He has one of the pieces. But he makes a duplicate and gives it to Peter And he's like oh well that was easy Yeah 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 go ahead and take it buddy It's all yours And he's like wait a minute this is a prop And friggin Deadpool turns himself into three other Deadpools and he's just like Wait a minute I can make my own jokes now Wait a minute what's green and makes noise What
0: the Incredible Hulk
1: (laughs) And he just goes off
0: So like Were any of those free roam Um, Do they have any free roam aspect to them
1: Trying to think here it felt free roam, but not like not like, like we're getting the first one, I think, from Insomniac since the Spider-Man licensed games.
0: Yeah, so, so I think that's what I was talking about, more, you know, um, like uh, open world, kind of like you yeah. know, we, we got from Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for that because I feel like those games are a challenge in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you, you have to make the player feel like this character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to make them feel like they're swinging through the city as Spider-Man, which as much shit as I give the movie games, you know, Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 were, you know, the, the web swinging was insane.
1: Oh, yeah, it was. Um, damn, just, I can't wait for that damn game. man. I, I really want them to make a, a, a open world Deadpool game that would be just so fun for for not even just pool to have his own chimichanga shack but also he has like the uh the scooter you yeah. get to ride around and you get to shoot people off the street and shit like that it'd be like grand theft auto meets deadpool and that'd be really fun to go through
0: i also did see maybe it was a few days ago but uh Rocksteady was getting up to some stuff please tell me that yeah they they're um I think it was like a test shoot or something like that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went ahead and I think they posted it on Twitter. Uh, I think it was the sixteenth or the seventeenth that they were uh, they were they were getting involved in a project, and I'm very excited to see what they're working on. Tell me something good. Yeah, they actually haven't come out and said anything about what they're working on. Yeah. But they've just been like slowly teasing it, bro. Uh, I think they said you know I wouldn't hope for a new Batman Arkham game. We have a lot of those. Yeah. um, Would I take one? Fuck yeah, I would take one. Well, yeah, I would take one in a heartbeat. But um,
1: it's not something I think we both are like clamoring for. Right.
0: I. You know, if I were to have them release a new Batman Arkham game, um, I I would like a balance. I think Arkham Knight gave us a little too much of the Batmobile. Mm -hmm. Um, so to have them kind of make the penultimate. Of the Batman games. Yeah. Would be uh, would be great to see. Just go for like a full anthology because I think we got four out of it. We got Origins, Asylum, City, and Night. To have them go for a fifth one just to go for broke and see if they can really do it would be good. Yeah, exactly. But I would also be open to literally anything because I think Rocksteady has really shown their colors at this point mm-hmm. and they've shown what they can do. Um. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they're working on.
1: Oh yeah, um, which I guess it leads to the the good and bad comic of the week, which my God, we're gonna start with the bad because I'd like to go ahead and end off on a good note.
0: Oh hell no! Oh.
1: Because dude, that's that's gonna be something. Thank you, Kyle, for that. <laughs> um. Oh my God. Okay, so the bad comic of the week is going to be, and this is going to hurt me. Um. It, Listen, I know Deadpool's a very uh, popular character. He's my favorite out of the entire Marvel Universe. But with every good, there comes a bad. When it rains, it pours. There is one, and I'm not a fan of Daniel Way in the slightest. Um, I feel like he's very much like Bendis in some ways, which we're if we ever get merch, we're just going to have a... Uh, what is it a phoenix ace phoenix right shirt and it'll be like it won't even be him it'll just be like the uh the entire like background and he'll point and i'll say bendis because me and kyle both just don't like bendis
0: we'll just have a shirt that says damn it bendis
1: yeah it, it'll be uh it'll be 10 bucks for the I shirt
0: i heard he's writing for dc now that's not a good thing, dude. I heard that's happening. That's a terrible thing. I think it might be for Superman. Please don't touch Batman. Please don't touch Batman.
1: Yo, he got close to the mic on that one. I just noticed the... the, the uh, <laughs> yo, that was crazy. Um, but um, the bad comic of the week is going to be Deadpool's Dead series. Now, for those that are not familiar, um, up until this point, there was Deadpool being in the X-Force. So, the Uncanny X-Force, which Rick Remner is fucking awesome, picked that shit up. It was funny as hell, and it's really compelling, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But, no, 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 never mind that shit. Let's talk about this shit. Um, so, at the time, that's what Deadpool was doing. And, well, no one really knew what, what was going to happen to Deadpool. Daniel Way teased something about it, and... Well, it was uh it was like waiting for a, a firework to go off and the dud just managed to just show for an entire slew of fans. It was a dud. It was a pew. And I'm like that's it. Like like bro, like what what is this? Like it was in the span of 10 issues that we just saw like Deadpool go from this, you know, over the top crazy mercenary to he's just like every other mercenary. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really, it got me really upset. I was, dude, I was infuriated with what I was reading. Um, so here's the dealio. They had a serum that actually was going to fix Deadpool in terms of how his cancer and his, uh, the Weapon X experiment was working in his body. Mm-hmm. So it was to the point where they were like, well, if you take this, not only you do get your hair complexion and your health back, but you do lose your healing factor. And I just read that, and I'm like, Wade, don't do it. Look like a pizza face, because this is terrible story writing. And, well, Bob gave it to him, which is the worst person to give to, because I think I would have shot him first. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But once they gave it to him, Wade grew his hair back. he, He got his face back, but... Then he didn't know how to do like the worst fucking comic scan ever was when he was shaving and like he didn't know how to shave and he cut himself and there was like several marks of his skin that was just cut off, and I, I was like, dude, no, like this is not what I want to read out of my characters. And then he goes and he asks Taskmaster for help because apparently he feels like he's lost his mojo because apparently he he has to be careful now with everything he does, and the entire time I'm reading this, I'm thinking to myself. If I ever meet you, Daniel Way, I'm going to kick you in the fucking face. I, yo, I already have a sequence for what I'm going to do with this man. I'm going to meet this man. I'm going to shake this man's hand. And then I'm going to take my foot, my left foot, shove it in his ass, and hope that I'm still flexible enough to kick him in the face.
0: Tell us how you really feel.
1: Okay, so I'm going to get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was just so terrible. When he was, when he was done off his runoff of, uh, of Deadpool, that was the greatest day ever. Because he just, he had good issues, don't get me wrong. Like, there are some things that I think he did that were pretty cool. Like, the voices in his head, stuff like that. Like, that's good and dandy. I I really can care less, that's great. But there are some bad comics, and we need to exploit those from Deadpool. Not everything out of his entire history has been good. I mean, just point out Origins, and you already know exactly what the hell I'm talking about.
0: Hashtag Gordon's Batman.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, I think apparently if you want to get into that, we can.
0: I think we've actually touched on that in previous episodes. Okay,
1: okay. Um, but And then there's the good comic, which I get to smile at because this was the best one around the time that it happened. World War Hulk. Hey. So if you're at this point of the podcast and you're listening, this is the part you want to go ahead and get that popcorn for. Because holy shit. Yo so showtime story time. I was I think fourteen years old, thirteen years old when I picked it up, yeah, and I didn't know what it was I mean, I knew it was about um when Hulk came back to Earth, but I didn't think it was gonna be this crazy, so Hulk came with a vengeance I mean he came in the whole just car, just armor he had like the steel plated just arm plate he had like the uh the, uh, the the headband he had the whole he looked like fucking Rambo about to fuck somebody up and when he came down he, he he meant business the first person he went after was Xavier and he fucked every X-Men up
0: oh shit
1: every single one you could th- th- throw, throw me some names I'll tell you if he fucked them up or not Wolverine fucked, oh my god that's the worst one that's the worst one um we'll get into that in a minute that's the that's the worst one bring me another one Xavier he confronted him. But it was one of those things where he was like, okay, you're not really the source of the problem. I know who the real source of the problem is. And it, w- it was Stark, but it was the real source of the problem. But bring mm-hmm. another one. Rogue? Rogue could not, within a radius, she had to stay away from him. Because his skin at this point was more indestructible than Wolverine's animantium.
0: Oh, shit.
1: It was to the point that just it was healing at a rapid rate and Wolverine couldn't even cut him anymore.
0: Iceman
1: same thing. Iceman just couldn't really do anything. And, and 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 I guess the point that I'm trying to make and also I brought the Kyle as well when he mentioned X-Men, none of these X-Men stood up. The X-Force couldn't stand a chance.
0: Yeah, let me drop one more. Colossus.
1: Oh my god, that shit was terrible. I think he snapped his arms.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yeah, I think he snapped his If if if, if you guys want to get me flagged for this one, um yeah, I think that, that's the thing. Um, When him and Colossus fought, I think he snapped his arms off or some shit. And, like, he just... It it was that intense from what I remember with him and Colossus. Then Juggernaut came in the picture. Didn't stand a chance. Juggernaut and Colossus got beat. And I'm just reading this and I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck am I reading right now? Holy shit. Um, And then Wolverine finally jumped into the fight. I'll never forget it. He went ahead and he grabbed Wolvie by the other claws. Once he knew that it wasn't really working for him, he did cut him a couple times and blood did come out. Mm. But Hulk, at this point, is just so indestructible that he could just bounce back within a matter of seconds. Mm. Um, so it was to the point where, uh, well, Hulk had the advantage and he grabbed him by the claws. And he's like, you know, you know how a boxer, when they go through too many blows to the head after they act, they just keep getting hit and like I'm and you can't see it but basically when he's talking he's throwing his fist in Logan's head and it's scrambling his brain every fucking time that he's hitting him and it was to the point that Wolverine came back but he was disoriented as fuck
0: yeah
1: I'm just like oh my god dude like he just like decimated the X-Men um and then it got even worse it was at the point where now the Avengers are pretty much called and they were like alright cool let's take care of Banner so um I think it was Veronica, that's the uh the Hulk buster like the little communication. Yeah. He brings out Veronica and this the huge pod comes. No, the huge pod was destroyed by one spear. I was like Well fuck me. Just Hulk just threw a fucking spear, like an African, and just destroyed the shit.
0: No Maya, no Maya. <laughs> <Not Aguaria>. No <laughs>
1: Yeah, like he just like that was done. And so, like, the arrest of the Avengers came in, and they, they fought against him, and, and this is when you knew he didn't give a fuck. His cousin showed up. She-Hulk. oh shit. And she was trying to talk to him. She threw a couple hits to the face, and she had some kind of standing, but but then he let her know, I'm, I'm the superior of the both of us, and just took his hand and just, like, slammed her across the ground. That was it. Damn. He was like, No, just just get the fuck out of my face.
0: Much better than taking she Holy out in an explosion, right? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god, it was terrible. Like every single and then he had it he had his group. He had his whole clan. He had Korg, he had everybody. And so at this point Hulk was just fucking people up. They were like, Yo, let's get the sentry because Banner's the only person that, you know, can really see the Century. So the sentry grabbed his hands in an attempt to try to bring Banner back. No. Hulk Actually, broke his hand. Damn, it was like it was crazy. I was I was just reading this and I was just like, "Yo, Hulk, let's go!" Like it was crazy, dude. I was like so hype and everything. But then the only person that brought him back was Strange. I do mm. remember that the only person who really brought Banner back was Strange, and Banner did uh, come back and he did explain the entire event. Uh, Strange, I think, was the one that took the responsibility. Out of the entire group, but then the worst thing happened out of that comic. It really wasn't. It the continuity of World War Hulk didn't go on any other comics. I think it was when Mark Loeb took over that uh, Hulk comic. In my opinion, was written right, like the Incredible Hulks. Yeah, like Mark Loeb, I think they did an incredible job. I think the the ending of that I think was a way of looking at World War Hulk and being like, okay, he does get a happy ending. Yeah, you know, and that. That, to me, was a really, that was the one thing I wanted out of uh, Banner and Hulk, is to at least have that camaraderie, that that, that group. And he did. He had um, he had A-Bomb. He had himself. He had She-Hulk later turned into uh, an ally of his. He was like, all right, I'm sorry. I, I, I threw you across the fucking ground. We're, we're cousins now. Um, he had his son, which his son's awesome. Like, everything you know out of Cone of the Barbarian, Gamma, just version, with a goddamn sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Red Hulk later became an ally to him, which was very cool. Like, you know, it was one of those things where when they fought against greater forces, it was him and Red Hulk just going just going at this thing. Yeah. And that was really cool. And then Betty, obviously, the love interest was Red She-Hulk, and she definitely helped out as well, which I will get into the origin of Red She-Hulk next week.
0: So for me, with comics, um, I haven't really been able to pick up anything new. mm mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, I know I got to get more issues of Batman Rebirth because you know holy shit that run has been fantastic, um, and I actually heard like just recently Bruce actually proposed to Selena. Yeah, and I'm like I got to read those issues because ever since I did Bruce and Selena just OTP for life, um, so it's really interesting to see that happen, um, and I think I saw like one situation where Bruce had to save Selena for for some reason or another, and um, she she came out and was like, you know, the next time you decide to save me instead of catch the bad guy, I'm gonna claw your eyes out. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! So it's it's kind of interesting to see Selena start taking like a more active hero role. At least that's what seems to be happening here. Yeah. Um, and like just to see Bruce happy for once is nice. Yeah, it, it gives him some depth. You know, he's mm-hmm. not just broody all the time. He actually has these moments, like when he's with his family and when he's with Selena, that he really. You know, he really engages. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, you know, here in the next week or two, I'll, I'll be able to pick something up. I've just been so busy and, like, strapped for money that I'm like, holy fuck. Um, just getting ready for Pensa and all that shit.
1: Yes, which does lead into uh, the last little topic of the uh, the entire podcast, which is conventions. I know we have a couple that we're going to think of going to. I know Pensacon is definitely going to be on that list. There's also uh, Megacon uh, Orlando.
0: Yeah, I I well, I think I know we do this just about every year. I think we might hit up MegaCon Orlando and maybe Tampa, depending on how we feel. That might be a little later into it. Um, yeah, we are looking at doing stuff out of state too. Yeah, um, I I think if anything, Atlanta, Georgia would be a really cool one to go to.
1: Like a DragonCon, because I know they have those there too. Yeah. So um, if you want us to go to you know. Um, If you want us to go to, um, you know, Dragon Con, Atlanta, you know, definitely we're going to try something around Georgia. Um, And we'll see how we feel about it, because we don't know still how we're going to feel about it when we go out of state. And hey, if it goes well, might go even further with it. We don't know. Yeah. So, but um, I think we're going to wrap up this episode, episode four. I think we have a couple things we wanted to talk about. Um,
0: Uh, I wanted to I wanted to plug a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I did get uh, my own Instagram. Yes. So I, I finally bit that bullet. Um, my username is world's greatest detective. Uh, 62692. And, uh, you know, you guys who are familiar with Batman know that June 26, 1992 is the date that his parents died in the new 52. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, it's all one word. Check it out. Um, I think do we have an Instagram for Deadbat?
1: Yes, we do. Um, I actually just actually revamped it. It's a uh, Deadbat XX official.
0: So Deadbat XX official. Uh, here in the next, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks, we're thinking about a YouTube channel too.
1: Yes, we're thinking about doing some content for it. Uh, so we'll get that up in the next couple weeks, if anything, we'll try to think of. Uh, getting the right camera for the right job of it. We'll think of some kind of cool ideas, and we'll definitely put it up. And if anything, we have a Twitter as well. It's also going to be dead bat. So if you guys have any kind of real comments, concerns, anything you want us to discuss, you know, call out my flack on certain characters, go ahead. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I'll roast you like Wendy's did to many others. Just get, just, like, just let you know.
0: Yeah, feel like feel free. You know, you know, if you if you're following us, if you're listening to us, um, which thank you if you are. Um, go ahead, leave us a Facebook comment or something. Let us know how we're doing. Um, you know, let us know you like our content. We enjoy that feedback. Uh, let us know if you don't like our content, and let us know why. Yes. Um. You know, constructive criticism always helps. Yes. Um. Just make sure it's constructive. Don't be a hater
1: yeah i don't want to hear hey your show sucks oh well why don't you go ahead and tell us why our show sucks oh because it sucks that's not helping me dude
0: yeah so you know anything that's going to help us become better is I, i think a beneficial thing for all of us
1: oh yes um one last thing uh with the questions that we're probably going to get here's a question to you guys do you think we should have a gofundme a patreon anything of that nature should we have this um should we have a paypal for the show as well so if you can donate if you want to should we have these things and we'll get back with probably an answer a poll or whatnot and we'll go from there but i want to know should we have a patreon a paypal something to get the show some kind of funds and we'll go from there because I'm, I'm curious what you guys are probably thinking because i know we have a we're getting a following so q a's and questions of that nature are going to happen
0: yeah, it's 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 an interesting idea, um, and I think uh, I think one question I want to pose to you too uh, on that, uh, going off of that front is, uh, what do you think is the best matchup in comics that you've ever seen? Nice, you know it can be uh, it can be any character, any universe, but they have to have met in the comics at some point. Exactly,
1: and uh, from there we're gonna leave it there for you guys. I am the trigger happy chatterbox.
0: And I'm the world's greatest detective. And this is Dead Bat. Signing off. Stay in what's golden, guys. Hold on to it. We're taking back to the days of yes, y'all in. We're holding on to so plus golden. No, but, but on the stage, I range and I'm rolling.
1: We're not calling. We're taking back to the days of yes, y'all in. We're holding on to so plus golden.
0: No, but, but, but on the stage, I range.